Hi everybody, this is Scott Saad. Today I wanted to spend a few minutes reading for you a message that I received a few days ago. I won't read the name of the person who sent it. Uh, and I'm reading this message that is really lovely, not because I'm trying to toot my horn, but rather to hopefully convince you that you need to find your courage, you need to find your voice, you need to find your spine to speak out against dreadful ideas. Different people have different abilities, they have different platforms, they have different means by which they can express themselves, but we all have a voice, we all have some sphere of influence from which we can affect change. And so I implore you to speak out and fight against the truly dreadful parasitic ideas that are taking over every nook and cranny of our societies. So here we go. This is the title of the message. I received this, by the way, as a private message on LinkedIn. So the title is Conspicuous Gallantry and Intrepidity at the Risk of Life Above and Beyond the Call of Duty. Hi, Dr. Saad. And then the person writes, lengthy note alert. First, please receive my deepest gratitude for having the courage to fight the enemy of our time, idea pathogens, and the patience to educate the silent majority without despairing at how slow we are picking it up. I had a reflection this morning listening to one of your podcast episodes, and I thought I'd share it with you. In the military, the highest ranking honor for courage is the Medal of Honor in the U.S., this medal is awarded for, quote, conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of life above and beyond the call of duty, close quote. Let's call this physical courage. I do believe that there is an equivalent from the intellectual realm. Let's call this moral courage. Certain individuals are in fact demonstrating conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of life above and beyond the call of duty in the moral realm. In that realm, the risk of life, perhaps less imminent than if running into machine gun fire, as for example, the heroes, I'm adding this, on June, 4, June 6, 1944 did when they landed on the beaches of Normandy. So in that realm, the risk of life, perhaps less imminent than if running into machine gun fire, is very real and continuous. We have to add to that the risk of, quote, social death as being canceled equates with being socially dead. Thankfully, your inner honey badger being well and strong on that end, it seems you are effectively uncancelable. In any case, if there was a medal of honor for moral courage, I don't doubt you would be a recipient. Best, and then he signs his name and then puts a little asterisk. Apologies if having honor and honor and the same sentence made your eyes bleed, honor written the British style, O-U-R, and then honor written uh, the American style. I don't know how to do otherwise, given that I'm Canadian, O-U-R, and the medal in question is American, O-R, and then he puts a smiley face. Lovely message. Again, I share this message not because I need to uh, you know, throw myself flowers and toot my horn, but rather because people appreciate courage people respond to courage the world is set the the trajectory of the world is not set by fence sitters it's not set by those who equivocate it's not set by appeasers the trajectory of the world is set by historical people who say I, i'll stand up i will put my neck out 
I will do the right thing. Remember the famous uh, line by Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, Martin Luther, when he said, here I stand. Okay. So stand up, use your voice, fight for what's right, defend important principles. Don't be quiet. Have the courage of your convictions. There is one group of folks who promulgate each of these idea pathogens, as I describe in the parasitic mind, that are very committed ideologically. And therefore, they win, not because their ideas are better than those of the silent majority, but they win because they are fully committed to the battle. They view this with quasi-religious fervor. They're looking for that utopia around the corner. On the other hand, other people, the silent majority, think that we do have great foundational values that we should be preserving, but yet they're not ideologically committed. They think, let someone else put their necks on the line. Let someone else speak out. Just this past weekend, I returned from Cornell University, my alma mater, where I had gone to uh, commemorate the re imminent retirement of my former doctoral supervisor, Jay Russo. And during uh, one of, you know, during the, um, the, the dinner uh, whereby we were celebrating uh, Jay's retirement, uh, a colleague of mine came up to me to talk about some of the difficulties he has faced uh, in dealing with the woke mob when they came after him as an administrator. And uh, I'd like to say that it was surprising, but it didn't surprise me in the least bit because I've been documenting these stories uh, for, for a very, very long time. I've been warning people for decades. I say this not to be gleeful, not to be the guy who says, I told you so, but rather because I recognize what the end consequences of all of this insanity is. And again, all it takes is for courageous people to stand up and say, no more. What does that mean? Let me give you concrete examples. If you are a donor that's very wealthy, that's giving money to, to your alma mater, if you go and say, you know that $10 million that I had earmarked for you guys? That money is contingent on you not deplatforming a single speaker in the next 10 years. That money is contingent on you never punishing a professor or a student for speaking their mind in a free society. Right? So if you suddenly couple your donations, actual concrete money, to these kinds of issues, suddenly the administrators won't be so woke. Suddenly they'll care a lot more about receiving your 10 or $20 million donation. Now, if you don't have 10 or $20 million and you only have $500, write to the dean and say, that $500, you're not getting it because you did X, Y, Z. Enough people do that. Suddenly the administrators will go where the money is, not where the super woke, progressive, whiny students are, right? So that takes courage. You speak out. If you're a professor who is being wronged, speak out, fight back. Don't apologize and agree to be sent to sensitivity claim, uh, um, training uh, because you'd like the problem to go away. So in the service of being expedient, you capitulate. You don't defend your principles. If you're a student in class and your professor is saying insane things, like men too can menstruate and men too can bear children, challenge them politely. At every bifurcation of the road there is you could either be apathetic and cowardly and be quiet or you can 
fight against bad ideas. And it is a fight. It's a fight for the soul of our societies. Reason, logic, evidence, common sense, rationality, the scientific method, freedom of inquiry, freedom of speech, freedom of conscience are not uh, values that are up for debate. They are the fundamental ingredients for the miraculous anomaly that has been the West. And so it's only through courage that you can fight in that battle. A few, well, not a few days ago. Today is June 6, 2022. It is the anniversary of June 6, 1944, when the unbelievably, immeasurably brave young men landed on Normandy knowing what their lot was going to be. They were going to be mowed down like little mosquitoes by the German guns, and yet they said, I'll do it. Think about that courage. Think about what it took for those men to do what they did. Today, administrators will apologize endlessly to pampered, whiny, entitled, privileged, know-nothing students because they overestimate the cost of not appeasing them. How do those administrators compare to the young men who were 18, 19, and 20 years old who landed on Normandy? Are they of even the same species? Are they both human beings. No, they're not. That's why they were called the greatest generation, because they had a set of values. They had a, a, a type of dignity, pride in their culture, in their values. They said, I'm willing to die for this. And yet today, people don't speak out because they're afraid that they may not get tenure or get be get full professor or if or get this award or get this bad grade or be unfriended on Facebook and on and on and on. There's an endless number of justifications for why it shouldn't be you who speaks out. But believe me, the woke mob will come for you. As my colleague this past weekend found out uh, when he recounted his story with me, he didn't care about these issues before, but then he came to me and said, my goodness, I now, I recognize how important, you know, your work is and, you know, you fighting all of these ideas and your evolutionary psychology work and, and the rest of it. Well, it, he realized it regrettably only when it, it seems as though the monster came to get him. But what you need to do is step in and fight for these values, irrespective of whether you have personal relationship with these issues. If just today I posted some tweets in re in reference to Ilya Shapiro, the, the 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 gentleman who was just who who had been hired by Georgetown University, but then he put out a tweet that was quite innocuous, maybe poorly phrased tweet, and then they descended on him and they were going to rescind the offer, but then they ex then they remade the offer, but then because he he is what strikes me as a good honey badger, he uh, resigned from that position because his dignity did not allow him to take that position. Good for him. I weighed in on his case. I don't have to. It doesn't involve me. I don't know him. But I weighed in on all of the other endless number of cases where people wrote to me seeking my help, where I could only bear a cost. There is no upside to the positions that I take. I could sit quietly in my lane, do my stuff, collect my salary, not have my cortisol level go up, not have my blood pressure go up, 
not have hate thrown at me, but I can't do it because that's not how I'm made. I see something bad, I have to speak out against it. So find your courage, find your spine. That's why I read you the, 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 the message that I received, not to toot my horn, but to tell you that good people appreciate those who stand up and lead. Be a leader rather than a victim of circumstance. Get ahead of the curve. Contribute to the battle of ideas so that we can return to being a free society whereby anyone can say anything without suffering the possibility of losing their livelihood because they put a tweet that offends someone. There you have it, folks. Have a good day.